they were like, yo, Rev, you can do the lyric video for this song, which was Marshall, a song named Waves. Let me make a wave. Correct, Marshall manager, cheerful linking me to do a video for Miss Lauren Hill. It linked me with Ed, an editing job for, for an artist named Monday Justice, a, a saxophone player. So Natty Royal is his name. Mm -hmm. And Snoop Dogg. Now, the funny thing with Trevor Noah, and the year after that, I lend my bridges and in my car to do a show and they crash it. So my car was written off. It right off? Yeah, right off. Right off totally. Welcome ladies and gentlemen to another episode of the South Central Podcast. I am your host, Ron Austin. And on today's episode, we are joined with Jamil Pelleran, also known as Jay Revolution. Give it up for JJ. Thank you for coming to the show, my G. Yeah, Ron. Thanks for having me. Um, wherever you did with this set here, bro, it just, I, I feel right at home. Mm -hmm. Yes, I must we, admit. As you all can see, we are not much more improved set. We are at the full-time studio here today on the South Central Podcast. My G, thank you very much. That's not a problem. your man. facilities. That's not a problem at all. Now you can get out anytime. Pause. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely a pause moment, dog. Now, for those who may not know, Jamil is a very, very accomplished filmmaker in his own right, being the head of the full-time team, which encompasses shows such as the Something More show we have for his law and a lot of other shows encompassing underneath the umbrella Jamil is the leader of an entire movement that have a lot of the social media influencers here with us like Mr. Bettel, something more who does many radio right through what you're doing right now especially bringing forth content in the Caribbean right, it could not be understated my G so thank you very much for coming on the show here today with me yeah man I appreciate that that's a hell of a intro there bro I, I get that one thank you bro Get that one. So yeah, talk to me around. What what do you want to know? Well, what do you want to know? First, uh, well, at least when we our initial start of conversations, when we start to talk, you keep telling me about the career and the things that you do so far. So mm -hmm. I want to get into that in the interview, especially for young content creators who are coming up who looking yeah. to follow in your footsteps to inspire daddy work. We'll I wouldn't advise that at all. But <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see in what full time doing and stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get into that. So you want to start, like, how it is your start, where you went, where you grew up, what part of Trinidad you're from, you know? How how far you want to go back, boy, run, man? Let me start from, like, how it is you knew that you wanted to get into content creation on a hood. Okay, so well, first of all, content creation. I hate the term. Well, true. <laughs> but no, no, no. Uh, not to, not to bargain, I, I just, I have my reasons, which will probably be revealed later on mm -hmm. but how i got into film is actually a funny story it was because of my uncle rest in peace he actually passed away this year um he was a bit of an enthusiast camera enthusiast himself i didn't mm -hmm. even know that and one day he bought a pretty big printer and he just got a camera with it an hp camera that he didn't really intend to use and right. he gave it to me at that time i didn't even have a computer but he gave me a camera with a, a little memory card and i just used to use it take videos, snap pictures. Again, you have a toy, you're using it. And one day, when I did actually get access to a computer, I found <laughs> Windows Movie Maker. So I said, oh, this is cool. I decided to play with it, right? And I went to the beach with some of my friends and my best friend at the time almost drowned. Like, in a, this is not in a, oh, kind of almost drowned. No, we were all out into the water. My friends were literally saying help. I ended up pulling two in because uh, I was the tallest and I could swim. But my friend was all the way out by the time I spin around. The lifeguards actually had to come and get him. It was that bad. 
and we joked about it after because I guess that's just how men deal with things. We joke. <laughs> True. And I made a, a mini documentary about it. <laughs> that, the fact that about we were almost drunk. Almost drunk. Yeah, about different almost drunk. Like we had interviews and all kind of nonsense and they really liked it. Like live reporters at the scene. Yeah, not, that'd not, be cool. I mean it wasn't I mean let me let me do let's I was completely amateur, so let me not try to make it sound like it was a big deal. But in my head I wanted to do a documentary. So we did that because funny enough, even with the camera, I did interviews before we went to the beach. So I kind of knew that I wanted to do something, but I didn't think it would end this way, right? And I edited it. And my friend, it's, it's the reaction of my friends that made me feel good about the creation. That, that was the catalyst for me doing film, like wanting to, to film. And then I did another sketch with another set of my friends about us looking for a bamboo patch and I just kept doing this over and over and then one day the professional side of things comes into play when another funny story one of my friends he, he, he had this love interest for lack of a better term but <laughs> she had a man and a child <laughs> he swear he wanted to get through still and he was like yo bro I really like the videos you do with you know your friends and them come and do a real good birthday video for this girl boy in real like she and thing, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and she actually paid us for it now. Right. Then he asked me to come at a wedding and it snowballed into, into me something. actually thinking to myself, well, I could actually pursue this because again, the reactions I got from people, oh, this is real good. This is more than I expected, et cetera, et cetera. Truly solidified. It's a different kind of joy, you know? See, get what I had in here. The admiration for any people, yeah, though. But not just the admiration, the... The fact that my imagination, the things that are in my head, because mm -hmm. again, these these images I see clearly in my head, and the fact that I could kind of make it real through yeah. through film, plus the praise from my friends really was like, okay, I want to do this. So that that's that's that. Okay, and so from there, you know, started to get work with different jobs and people calling you to do that's the pause button. That's not what. I, that's definitely not what happened. So what happened was right. is that the thing with the weddings, no. Naturally, the, the demand start, starts to grow mm -hmm. as technology gets better. So around that time is when the first digital SLRs started to come out. Of course, not many people had them. Not many, not many people were using them, mm -hmm. but they're there. Right. Right. And um, at that time, I thought that I needed some more qualifications, I guess, mm -hmm. which in the creative industry, I, I assure you, your portfolio is more <laughs> way more important True. than qualifications will ever be. But so I went to go, I went to SBCS, right. shout out SBCS, you all helped in a big way. And I did a production course and they had a lot of equipment that they allowed students to use on a weekend to practice, right? But for some strange reason, none of these students were practicing. And I, and I don't get them wrong because I guess everybody had their eight to four job and they were like, well, after I done work eight to five, go on, do make a film like you crazy. True. So I talked to one of the guys renting equipment and he keeps telling me that nobody is taking equipment every weekend. And I say, what? So I could take every weekend and he say, yeah, but here what to do for me. Rent a camera for me too because I want to do some photography jobs. And that was our deal. And I used SBCS equipment to film weddings. I pulling up to weddings with tr a three <laughs> camera set up, lights, all kind of thing, courtesy SBCS facts. And eventually I, I told them what was he seen. I, I told them. And they actually hired me to do a documentary for SBCS. You kidding me? No joke. Can't you shout out SBCS? Yeah, shout out SBCS. They 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 say they for the students and they're really for the students. True. So we will give them a little admention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's way better. SBCS. That's way better than Sam's. Yeah. So that that was the that was the real snowball into into professionalism. It wasn't that I was really hustling, mm -hmm. for lack of a better term. Okay, and what made you decide to because so now you're going into profession, but make you decide to start to create well 
diving more into doing your own stuff. I think that was probably always something I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. When I deep it, right? The first iteration, so you talked about full-time in the beginning. The first iteration of full-time was something called Nova Network, right? Mm-hmm. And the ethos behind Nova, Netwo- Nova Network was to give a voice to the voiceless because I always felt like a, a bit of an outcast based on like the thoughts I had. Like, in, in school, I used to walk around with a book called Buddha's Little Instruction Book and I was deep into philosophy and... And, I, and I, I love to talk about outer space and metaphysical issues and existential problems. I, I love that. Even before I had labels for those topics, mm-hmm. that's that's what I like to talk about the most. And, you know, as we, we see, it's w- w- what we want to talk about, guilds, we want to talk about guilds, and we want to talk about rap and, 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 and popular things and True. video games and things. I want to talk about what if the fact that we can't see light reaching us until it's way way later that maybe we stand into the past when we look up in the sky that's kind of crazy like that is my kind of conversation so all that is to say that i felt like an outcast so i wanted to create a, a network that just did things in a manner where people felt like they were represented for lack of a better term right mm-hmm. so that nova actually stood for now our voices are heard it was n-o-v-a-h that's how it was spelled right and i used to do this fake late night talk show with a rubber duck <laughs> the name of the rubber duck was Axel Rodriguez. I mean, where I get that name from? But I think because one of them tonight show, one of them shows had a, like a Hispanic um, guy was in the corner and something. I think it was either Jimmy Kimmel or one of them. Yeah, a mustache was either Jimmy Kimmel from the Man Show or something. Right. This is before he was Jimmy Kimmel live. I talk about way in the Man Show. Mm-hmm. Somebody had a, 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 an assistant like that, so I wanted to have an assistant, which was the rubber duck, right? Right. And I only name him Axel because it was an axe duck. From the brand Axe, the they, they, they had a ru- yeah. They had a when they now launched their shower line, yeah, they yeah. were promoting with a black rubber duck with horns, with Axe on it. So I named them Axel. That's the reason why I named him Axel. Shout <laughs> out so, Axel, right? Yeah, yes. right. So Axel is my assistant. I was talking about how I thought music was so bad, as it was just hypersexual and uh, degrading women and stuff like that. And I, and I did. I was talking about Rumpin' Shop at the time. Mm-hmm. And Whoa, controversial topic yeah. for them times because that was a big tune. Yeah, it was a big tune, but I don't, I don't care because, I mean, even if it's a big tune, you could talk about it. True. And again, that's why I would feel like an outcast because when I would say these things, like, dog, were you talking about or just broke out, <laughs> right? Whatever. So I think that that is really the catalyst because I, I wanted to be somebody who challenged the status quo. And that's actually where I got the name J Revolution from. Because mm-hmm. one of my brethren literally said the sentence quote, J like, it's trying to start a revolution, boy. Ooh, yeah. That have a nice ring to it. I that was it. it. That was it. So, the, the, the need for my voice to be heard, regardless mm-hmm. of how weird or shunned it was, is the catalyst for me doing things for And myself. they create a platform for you and your people. Yeah, well, so how did, how that was the intent. So, how it evolved from Nova going up to full time, as you say, Nova is the catalyst for it? Well, um... Nova, di- Nova actually um, brought me into meeting um, some people who were, I would still say, regardless of how, regardless of the state of our relationship, are still very important people mm-hmm. in my life. Um, some fellas who I would have come together and invited me into their group called SRP, mm-hmm. right? Super Random Peters, which, they, which evolved into Super Random People because it's just a group of fellas, they believed in doing random things. Yeah. And... Um, as much as we might have clashed in the beginning, because at that time I was transitioning from working in an ad- working in advertising to working for myself, and I, and I 
really committed to even getting my own equipment at that time. So it was a big commitment. And the first time they invited me to meet them, I was like, fellas, me not time to play no games when I trying to make money from this. And they were kind of like, who the hell this guy feel he is mm-hmm. in a type of way. But they still accepted me and brought me in. And they realized that, okay, what he's saying makes sense. Like maybe we could really make careers out of this. And um, we started to do some parties that really set us apart from what was going on at the time. Mm-hmm. We did two parties that, that were really, um, well, three mm-hmm. that I would say propelled, f- challenged my abilities and propelled us into what we needed to be at the time, which was uh, we did a party when the BlackBerry Network went down. So I gave away my age, BlackBerry, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> when the BlackBerry Network went down, we did something called um, BBN, E-N-D, because you know it's BBM, so yeah. it's BBN, um, which was just a party on how people were so reliant on BBM when they could already just make a phone call now. Right. So it's as the, the evil conversi- conversationalist is the person who shut down the BBM who's forcing to make forcing people to make phone calls and actually talk to each other. That was the joke, right? And then the other sketch we did was something called Tribal Iceberg, where I was poking fun at how difficult it was to get a tribe ice ticket. Mm-hmm. We had a friend um, who literally got mad at, at one of my brethren's and she said, party means everything to me. I need this ticket because she wanted a ticket. And at the time, on the night, it was like $1,000 for the ticket. People were selling tickets for $1,000, right? This is all-inclusive? No. Hell no, it's not all-inclusive. $1,000 to try buys. Big up try buys. Yeah, it's big up try buys. That is, uh, that is culture shifting. Facts. And we made a party about that. And um, then the third party we followed up with was a party called the Academy for Party Efficiency, where we was training <laughs> girls to be efficient <laughs> at partying. So we was training your visa face. We was training... He was training um how how um how to how to leave your man properly, how to um do how to keep yourself in shape while taking body shots. It's had a it's had a girl named recruit two for one, because you know two for one drinks and that kind of stuff. So it was it's pretty funny. Recruit and two for one. Yeah, recruit two for one. You know yeah, recruit numbers. That yeah. was in cadets, right? So it's have a number. So two for one was a number. But the joke is she's a two for one now. So yeah. Two for one. She's special. That kind of thing. So we did these parties and big up to SRP and SRP. Our synergy, no pun intended, because I want to talk about synergy mm-hmm. now. We um, saw synergy was rebranding at the time, and they were talking about doing something called Synergy Connect. Right. And we went into synergy, and I we had no idea. I just I just told them fellas, I said, let me just go and have a meeting. We ha- I have no idea what I'm going to talk about. Let me just go. And we scheduled the meeting with no plan. And I just when reached upstairs, I just blurted out an idea. I said, what if we did a game show where we went to bars and gave people challenge, give people challenges? For drinks, and we call it a boost, which <sighs> really had no real connection. Mm-hmm. How w- w- was the name boost about? How was that? But we boosting up your line, yeah. yeah. And they were like, It does for real, that's all they show. Boom, then they schedule an interview, f- and then we said, Fellas, let me go and do a pilot, yeah. yeah. Because so we did Proof this pilot. concept, correct. So we did this pilot where we went on the avenue, and our challenge was doubles with class, where we made people eat doubles with a knife and fork, and it was. Yeah, it was uh, correct. Where was a hit? To the point where that's what they thought that's what the show was about, just making people eat double. And we went to the and we they, they, we sent Synergy the proof of concept and they 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 played it. It wasn't intended to be played. Don't get me wrong, we edited it mm-hmm. with the intent of they seeing exactly how we would do it, but it was never meant to be released. And they released it. And it and it did well and it was like JW they call us and Jerry saying, I see all the men on the avenue giving people challenges and stuff. 
and we're like, yeah, well, we just did that, you know, to show what he to what, show people what the show is about. Mm-hmm. And then he said, quote, that's good, that's good. So we can't wait for the first episode next week, Thursday. And we on the couch like, excuse? No, no, don't get me wrong. We played it. I played it off. I was like, yeah, absolutely. We, <laughs> we, we have way more challenges <laughs> and da, 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 da. Brother, when we leave our studio, we were like, what we going to do? Them fellas, my brethren, looked at me and said, Jamil, what we going to do? And I said, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. And that weekend, we filmed. And for the next 12 weeks, mm-hmm. we filmed on a weekend and prepared the show for the next Thursday. It was Jesus. yes, it was it was hellish. Twelve weeks of that. Twelve weeks of that. It was actually hellish, Yikes. but we did it. Shout out to them boys again, regardless of the state of our relationship. No, mm-hmm. we did it. I appreciate them boys because they didn't they didn't hesitate for twelve weeks. That push, boy. Yeah, but again, we live where we live, and this country is how it is. True, and we got hella offers for sponsors. Mm-hmm. Coke, Unilever, Nestle, blah, blah, blah. And then when it was time to do season two, they said, yeah, go ahead and do season two. And then all of a sudden, this next show have games. And then this next show have challenges. And this next show have challenges. And we gain a small check when I know three sponsors came to me to think. But then, again, when I deep it, if the deal is 60-40, then if we making 60% and the organization making 40% and all these sponsors come to us alone, then the organization, we will be making essentially more money with this deal and the organization. So they kind of cut us out now. And I'm sure other people have different interpretations of the story. I know what I remember and I know what happened to us and that literally hurt my feelings though. And that kind of put a small damper in my 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 steam and my drive because yeah. it was like oh rather at least to create content mm-hmm. i was kind of more focused on i see this because i just try to make this a successful business rather than do this content creation thing because that like we it, it was real proud of us now i'm saying is it it was real proud that people was real proud of us mm-hmm. and we did this and that it was the best show on the at the time and blah 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 and everybody coming up to read me i want to boost 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 when they see me blah 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 and then you literally undercut us and that was that hurt bro i ain't gonna lie that hurt that that stopped any desire I had to do any content creation, as we call it today. I ain't gonna lie. You feel it kind of like part damping your creativity, in a sense? Creativity, no. Not my creativity. Anyway. But my, my desire to... Dread, when I, when I compare myself to, to other creators, Trinidad is full of talent. Make no mistake. When you go back, rest in peace, Ellen Purnell and guys like this. You go back and watch some of these guys' videos who were working, what they were working with in the 90s. Bro, they made videos on par with what was going on in the States. Mm-hmm. Real talk, right? If there are certain people down here who were making videos on par. That's what we need to reach to. Right? No, but they were, they were on par. They mm-hmm. were as good, right? But I, they weren't really accessible. Like, I couldn't really meet these guys just, just, just so. Even no matter how much I probably tried. I just didn't know where to go, who to talk to, that kind of thing. You know, directors for videos were not the superstars. It was the artists themselves. You could come be the artists, then find out who the director is. That's real talk, right? So when I looked, when I compared myself to, to artists, usually I would compare myself to people outside. That's just the reality, right? You, mm. you fed the, all these things. The best you're, looking at, you're looking at director X, you're looking at Hype Williams, and I would compare myself to these people. And it, dampened my desire to do something for Trinidad and Tobago. Mm-hmm. That's what it dampened. 
Because I believe in helping your country first. I believe in elevating your country first. But at that moment, I was like, this is the mentality of the island boy. Now, nah, forget this dog. Forget this. I go and do whatever I could do here and then, and then go. I don't, ca- I, I, I don't care about this place. This place do appreciate do hard work or talent. I feel you. That's what, that's what I felt in that, in that moment. So how was it like, because you see, you mentioned transitioning from doing advertising to working on your own. Mm-hmm. What was that part of your li- uh, life like? Because be that's a big transition to working in TAFE. Yeah, well, the reason why I got a job in the first place is because mm-hmm. Bills. my gal at the time was six years older than I am. Right. And you can't be, you can't be broke and try to have a girl. It no, it don't work. It, it don't work. work. It don't Mm-mm. work. Mm-mm. They go turn around and tell you, you don't have to spend money, just be creative. It don't, don't work. With the camera. It, it don't work. work. If you don't work, then it, it wouldn't work. Nope. You have right. to have that industry. Right. Yeah. You, have to have, you have to have it coming in like the Sahara. Let it be real. Facts. You have to have it coming in like allergies. Let it be real. True. We don't all have... It don't always be coming in like allergies all the time, my G. Facts. Facts. Your sinuses be clear. Mm-hmm. I need to be sneezing because you had a good I, need, I need to be sneezing right I need to right be sneezing true. right through. Anyway. <laughs> so, shout out to her. She knows herself. Jana, she knows herself. That's not a real name, but... If I play it and I say Jana, she knows herself. I, I rate her because Gal is a great motivator. I wanted to say the P word, but I don't, I don't know about I don't know about your I don't know I don't know what's your brand policies, but the P is the greatest motivator. Oh and yeah, I, yeah, I went yeah, and get a walk dog. I literally lie on my resume to go and get a walk. Thankfully, one of my first mentors, shout out Clint Williams, mm-hmm. he recognized who it was and gave me a shot. Right. And um what happened was fast forward. We ain't gonna talk about the negative experiences in the any place because I think it's our net positive still. And I think that out of respect for what certain individuals are going through, in retrospect, I'll just skip that, right? right? But bottom line is, through doing my job, I won my company a very big contract. Mm-hmm. And I know I won the contract because the Minister of Energy at the time literally put in a note to his secretary, that young man is impressive. You should, ha- um, what agency does he work for? And I remember my boss threw a party for me, gave me a nice pen and blah, blah, blah. And I didn't know the value of the contract, but because I'm good with HR and all kinds of things, they, they told me that, mm-hmm. yeah, it was about 12 million, uh, p- part of the pie, because they, w- they, w- they trusted me with the information, right? And at the end of the month, I got my salary. Now, this is not to make the agency sound bad, because that is my job description. That is what I'm getting paid for. It was. Now they could have slide me some extra cash. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you just make them 12 M's, though. No, no, again, the contract is with 12 M's, me, no, but at the end of the day, they had to have come up with some M's. Yeah, my, yeah, they didn't, I know they didn't yeah, spend 11 up, million to execute, right? They had to come up with some M's. G. They're coming up with some M's. And at the end of the month, I get sa- my salary. I hold no resentment for the fact that I got my salary. But it just made me think to myself that if I could get a fraction of this, I will be good. Bro, I finna beat up if you just make 12 M's off my work and they even slide me a little dust self, G. Yeah. Well, you see, that's the thing. Remember, you've been employed. So yeah, but how much of it is your work? It's your work yikes. for the agency. True. No, but it's true. No, but, buddy, but it's true. It is. There are certain it people is. whose contributions probably make big bank for their company and they don't become billionaires. No, they do not. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. And so. they still have to apply for vacation. Correct. Yeah, that's hard, boy. But, uh, but again, that, 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 I mean, that's a... I don't want to say it's happenstance, but that, that's just my course of life, right? So when, I, when that happened, mm-hmm. coupled with everything else that was going on, I said, nah, I'm going to try my hand. And to the creators, look, to the young creators looking at this who 
want to do that, don't get me wrong. I made an impulsive decision. Let me be very clear about that. I made an impulsive decision. Mm -hmm. What I should have done was tell myself, okay, I'm going to leave and yeah. then stay for a year again mm -hmm. and hold our money and then leave. I literally just left because that's, again, is, is, is defiance. We were talking about Aaron Yeager earlier. We go again, <laughs> but again, is that defiant mindset because I, I have it. Yeah. And from the time I make a decision, I just be like, nah, I tend to down, bro. I gone. Mm -hmm. No, I shouldn't have done that in retrospect, but no regrets, right? So that was the transition. Okay. Now, aside from wait, aside from that, especially as we're talking about Trinidad, especially work in Trinidad, we need to talk about the fact that you also before transitioning to going, uh, it was it before because you did work some of with you did work with some of the local artists. Correct. No, that was yeah, that was definitely after. That was definitely, yeah, after. definitely after. So yeah. what happened with your transition after the Trinidad to go and focus on an international clientele? Now, what was that aspect of it like? Again. I don't want to use you with happenstance, mm -hmm. but that is just the course. It's not something that I could say if you do X, Y, and Z, you will experience the same course, mm -hmm. right? Um, so shout out to artists like Mr. Renzo and Hashem. Mm -hmm. I hope they see this and I hope they understand that they have my gratitude for allowing me to use my style that was by no means popular right. and experiment with their work. You understand? So, I'm um, again going back to this, going back to SRP because SRP is again is when we started to catapult. There are certain people who are ah, Ziggy Rankin as well, isn't okay. that? Right. Shout out Ryan Gadari. They would have given me chances to do music videos from seeing Tribal Iceberg and all these parties that we did with no kind of funding or no push or no incentive. We just did it. And they gave me chances to do music videos, right? And um, I started to do things like lyric videos and stuff like that. Some, some actually told me that when I did lyric videos for artists like Crystal Keen and Mr. Renzo that it wasn't being done before mm -hmm. but shout out Attaclan because he did one of the first lyric videos in the country but when it showed on Synergy right. that's when it kind of gave a bit of a, a little eh for people to start doing lyric videos and um, that it built up it built up it built up and then one day um, when I one of my brethren when the EDM surge had happened right. some of my brethren did a remix for my brothers at the time did a remix for um, Remedy, right? Marshall hey, Remedy. Remedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that and time is when like life and color and thing pop popping off. Oh, it was that, that was EDM, the, the, EDM, the EDM era as oh. era they would. And um, they, you know, after trying their hand, trying their hand, they did get a, to do a song for Marshall, right? And shout out to them. They were like, yo, Rev, you can do the lyric video for this song, mm. right? Which was Marshall, a song named Waves. Let me make a wave. I mean, not the biggest song, but it's it's what got us in the door. And, you know, I did the lyric video and one of Marshall's managers, or one of his, one, somebody in his management team, mm -hmm. Dana Shagan, shout out Dana. I name dropping like hell, but shout out Dana. I just forgot, for the sake of sh expression gratitude. Yeah. Dana said, yo, bro, we want to shoot this lyric video for Waves. I like your lyric videos, but here I want to do. You have a drone? Let me go to Bago and film this. So we ended up staying in one of Marshall's houses in Tobago. And we did this big lyric video. And then, you know, after that, Destro caught wind of the lyric video style. Mm -hmm. And for s they, one of my, again, shout out my brethren. He was working with Destro and he said, yo, look at this lyric video here. She said, hey, I could probably do one of this as well. But mm -hmm. how fast is man is work? And Destro called me. And I remember it was the night when Trump got elected, dog. It was so funny. 
It was the day before. Right. It was when the uh, American elections were going right on. on. And I went and do this video for Desha. And she said, boy, we need this video tomorrow. You know? And I did the lyric video overnight into the next day watching Trump get elected. <laughs> watching Trump get elected us. Send a video for them. And they were impressed the fact that I could have turned it Overnight? So yeah, overnight. Overnight. Yikes. And they were, so I'm telling you, we started shooting probably 6 a.m. Yeah. And I sent it back 6 the next morning, right? Because they, they had to release it, right? Jeez, man. But so when they sign out tough editing is... Yeah, well, and, 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 and again, at that time, the tools that were available, mm -hmm. you had to be very, very creative. Yeah, boy. Right? It's not like now. Correct. It had it a lot it more. It had no autopod then. Yeah. <laughs> not even autopod, <laughs> but the amount of like templates and True. things like that. And, I mean, I don't mean on a credit card, so I can't go online and pay for no templates unless I pirate and stuff. So, mm. And again, I ain't not time to gather all the masters because it's overnight. It's where you have available at the time. Right. You have to and make it work. Big, big, big shout out to Deshran Bryan. They gave me an opportunity to roll with them for carnival mm -hmm. because that's how that's usually the type of turnover. Like, you, you are showing the night mm -hmm. and you give them an edit at least by midday the next day. Now, granted, that was just, it's just a one minute edit, but again, I want to give people the best possible product that I can. Be so, I am cold sweating, thinking to myself, I need to live up to Destra expectations because Destra, regardless of how maybe people in society and culture might want to. Turn the nose at Desha. I have huge respect yeah, for Desha. I also think she's very best. There's she's that. But Brian is more. I have respect for Brian. But yeah, hopefully, again, you, you tag Desha on any clip. I have major respect for Desha. I find Desha have major classics. Yep. Desha of should course. get some kind of icon award by now just for, for being Desha. Big for magic, but so they gave you. me an opportunity to then travel with them. Right, because I performed well for them during carnival, and they gave me opportunity to travel. Right now, I would say that in the grand scheme of things, I was actually going through a very, very painful period in life. While touring with Desha, yeah, no, that tour actually mm. helped me in a major way to come out of that painful period. But really? I had just like that time when I was telling you, I doing lyric videos and stuff. Mm. I had a, I had sustained a major injury to my leg, and I was walking with a stick. Right. And I was going through a very traumatic relationship as well. I was making no money. I was in a, I was a terrible girl with no money. And, and uh, I couldn't walk properly. And the year after that, I lent my bridges and then my car to do a show and they crashed it. So my car was written off. So I went through a very, very bad period. That it I right off? Yeah, right off. Right off totally. God. So I went through a very bad period that um, I, I, I'm, I probably am still to this day recovering from mm -hmm. mentally i'm not gonna lie i had to power through because I, I didn't have the time to pause to deal with anything and even when i was traveling with destra i was still going through that that period of that tragic relationship and the fact that i was still financially recovering from a lot of things mm -hmm. in a sand like the laptop i was using at the time was because the quote-unquote terrible girlfriend just literally just leave that with me dog like because she was she was a very privileged young lady she just literally leave that just left it yeah you could go with her and you just make and do it. And I, I just had to make do with it because I had no other choice now. And um, I actually dropped the ball in a major way on with that opportunity. You know, what I'm saying? It, I mean, it is what it is. What do you mean? No, but so like I wanted to, like I was so caught up in me trying to be, now nah, but I need to be better. I need to be the best version of myself. And this, rather than recognizing that what I was doing already is good enough. And like I tried to do this big grandiose thing and it just didn't work out because... I didn't have the time and resources. I was just over. I was trying to hide the pain 
in trying to do the next best thing and the next best thing, next best thing. Mm -hmm. And I failed to meet some deadlines and they were like, what's going on? You're good? And shout out to Destran and they, they asked me if I was okay. Good. And instead of being vulnerable, I was like, nah, good. I just had a little make up some dumb excuse and then I ended up just dropping the ball now. You understand what I'm saying? So, again, no regrets, but to, to, to the men especially listening to this, that vulnerability will save you. It goes save you. It has been tough, though. It has been tough. Yeah, because we don't necessarily get the empathy that we deserve nah, when we, we be vulnerable. It's, it's true because men are not seen as emotional beings who whose feelings need protected. It's fact. Yeah. Men are seen as, Dread, your worth is tight away able to produce. Girl, damn gate. But I'm telling you, especially for the fellas, vulnerability will save you. Um, truth, your truth and your vulnerability will save yeah, you. Yeah, Dread, let's preach a lot about like truth and just see, just tell me truth and seeing where that journey will take yeah. you. And that is, you can't downplay how serious yeah. like that message is. Just yeah. tell the truth and see where it takes you. Like, yeah. but, I would, so but I would say this. I don't know what plans the universe had for me at the time mm -hmm. but that opportunity what Desha and Brian presented to me a hundred percent saved me from 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 probably being worse off really a hundred percent because they took me all over the world bro mm -hmm. like I reached Germany with them John. you know so I said so they every weekend I was on a plane and, and I mean there is a, of course there's a certain element of ego stroking that when my peers would have seen that mm -hmm. hey you in the country this week we got a link boy you sure you in the country <laughs> so there was a certain level of ego stroking there yeah, eh? and I remember one night one of my good good brethren shout out Narada he was he was celebrating his birthday mm -hmm. and well the gigs is paying US and I, I go in the club US in hand buy about two three bottles of champagne which is overpriced. Don't ever do that. <laughs> don't ever do that. But we had the, but I had the means at the time. So, yeah, yeah. And I don't celebrate myself at all. Mm -hmm. So I kind of use my virgin birthday as a conduit to say, hey, I kind of doing well right now, boy. So I buy two, three bottles of champagne and pop it. And I was like, bro, 15 years of friendship, bro. And we're going off and that kind of thing. And then some girl in the club was like, hey, so he's be here every weekend. I was like, now nah, I'm going to get a budget for this. Was on God, <laughs> that was my exact words. <laughs> I said, now nah, I'm going to get a budget for this. This ain't happening anytime soon. So, we go organize. And I gone off with the champagne and thing because, of course, real people popping up who you don't even know all of a sudden with champagne and But it was all good. It was yeah, all good. Whatever. I mean, again, it's girls. We True. It's it's no. The vibes going on at the Yeah, you ain't going to say it was all good. So it's like, mm. <laughs> But yeah. And then that actually snowballed into real quick Marshall. I, I, I mean, I don't know. I can't remember that exact transition. But Marshall and him actually started to call me for a few things. Mm -hmm. Um... Shout out to Marshall Montana, by the absolutely, way. King himself. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. They, they, one thing about them, Dread, like, they made me feel respected. Really? I would, not, not to say that Shannon didn't. Make mm -hmm. no mistake, I ain't saying that. Yeah, yeah, but, but you would assume that the way people talk about Marshall being a perfectionist mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Like, when I, when I gave them a piece of work, they, they, they made minimal changes. It was always a kind of, yeah, this real good. Just do this, this, and this. Uh, in, um, to be more in alignment with the brand. Mm -hmm. And um, like when they did that, they made me, again, they made me feel respected. Because again, you have this, you probably have this perception that this person is going to be difficult mm -hmm. because he's the king of soca. And, and really, he, he's not. Now, that, that's just my experience. <laughs> I don't want to talk for anybody else. But at least for me, through his manager, mm -hmm. Che, and him, 
Okay. I did not find the experience uncomfortable ever. In some way, look at me wrong. You had to, you had to tighten up. Yeah, of course. It's you had to tighten up. I mean, it's my shit. You have yeah, a you had, you had to tighten up. Correct. You had to tighten up. But yeah, once you tighten up, you yeah, inside. Yeah. I would love to have him on the show one of these days. Absolutely. Boy. I hope he sees this, and I hope he. Comes I hope on the show. he does. I'd like to ask him like, die year when he sings Soka Kingdom G. Like you know, you know the funny thing. What? I was in a lot of his videos. What? Yeah, I was doing Soka Kingdom. I'm telling you. You was, you was, you was working when I'm sure. Yeah, during that, yeah, no. Bro, I was hey, when Marsha went on the radio with Nicky Cosby and Rudy. And I was, ra- I was on YouTube. If I minute it went live, yet everything during that whole the his concert that year, Marsha Monday that year was hands down one of the best mm-hmm. Marsha Mondays I went to. Yeah, and as if. I know. So I wonder if I was. I wonder if I was backstage that year. It's possible. What you were the, backstage? The, the, what the the year when French Montana had come down? What year was that? No, that was not, wait, that was no, that Kingdom was year. wait. Was it? I it was. Remember. It was. It but was. But I know. I, but I know when French was here. I was. I was backstage. Okay. Were you here? And let me. If I can tell you this story, just from the one at that one time, coming on to the end of that particular concert, right? He end of course on Soka Kingdom because it's the song of that year. But he. He carry out the drums. You can't even see this clip on YouTube. You have to be in the crowd to mm. actually see. He carry out like the longest drum session. And at the peak of it, it went dark. And mm. the crowd swear the concert was done. And people start walking out the stadium. G. Mm. And when I tell you, that stage behind us erupted. And Marshall just start back the song on the height and the whole crowd went berserk. It was amazing. Yeah. Now, it's the dedication to the craft is, is undeniable. Facts. It's undeniable. So how was that period in your life working with Marshall? I think on your backstage, now you're with like two of yeah. these ma- major so Yeah, yeah. It had, it had, it had, his, it had his stories. It, it, it was interesting. I mean, I remember the, uh, yeah, um, Lily Singh was down here, so I, I met Lily Singh Lime with her a little bit. Shout out um, to Superman. Yeah, and Trevor Noah came down that no way. Too. I get a little picture. No, the funny thing with Trevor Noah, even though I just had like a, a two, three minute conversation with him, nothing very long. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember telling him, I say, hey, Trevor, if it's one thing I've always told myself, if I wanted to be famous, it would be along your course. And I really appreciate how you carried about yourself and, mm-hmm. and how you stuck to where you believe in. And he's like, yo, man, and we took a picture. All right. Um, and I, and I remember making a video after I said, yeah, I was really inspired meeting this guy for like 10 seconds, bro. Because thing. And then I, because Lily Singh was backstage, I had a, I had a friend. She was a huge Lily Singh fan. Mm-hmm. And I was just walking backstage with her. No, there wasn't really a law and run. I was backstage, right? Mm-hmm. But I was like, yo, she was like, no, 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 this fella, this fella. Was here. And yeah, I just and waltzed my friend and let's walk in with confidence. And she had got a picture with Superman. She was like, oh my God, God I can't believe bruh. it. Like, so, so the whole thing about, again, using your perks mm-hmm. to make the people they care about happy is one of the biggest things I w- wanted to do because like you know it had a year mash and I'm at a writing camp mm-hmm. and the first person I thought about yo my brethren you know this artist Teja is, is a great idea Teja need to be on this writing Mika? camp yeah 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 oh big big right big shout out to Mikael Teja Maishi it's like you need to be on this writing camp and that that is what it that is what making it means to me mm. it means bringing the people they care about with you that that that's what it means and to me. big shout out to you and not to even linking that film well i mean again no i ain't trying to abs- i'm absolutely not trying to say that 
I, you know, I'm in any way, shape, or form like responsible for anything. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is just that is a brethren dog. And if it is a brethren, regardless of again whatever the state of the relationship, I want to see people who I care about, even if it's at a point in time. If, if I care about you once, I always care about that, that kind of vibes. I want people I want I want them to shine. I get n- not trying to self glow to anything, but that is just how I would move. And after a while, again, through the lack of vulnerability, there's certain things like I was supposed to go renew my visa G. I just did not feel to do it. Mm. Even though I knew I would I get back because how what happened, my circumstance was is that I had I actually had US a green card. Mm-hmm. And we gave it up because we didn't have the means to live in the States. And I got a 10 year visa. And I, I know if I go to renew, I would get back. And I just didn't. And when Marsha and them came out from Ghana, they wanted to take me to New York and all these different countries. And I literally just could not go. Right? Again, oh. because I was in such a terrible mental state. Yeah, I could understand that right? too, boy. That, uh-huh. no, and don't get me wrong, it's, it's, it's bad. It's not something I should have given into. Mm-hmm. But I, I just didn't feel like I was good enough to, deserve, to even deserve things. Like I was real enough. Uh, so as, as we on that because it may have some people who in that position right now like when we like even are younger you are younger me might be in that position and feeling like that what would you have to say for the people who feeling like that and trying to get out of that no life? again it's it's about accepting the truth mm-hmm. that you are just hurt not that you're lazy not that you're not working hard enough that, that, not that you don't deserve anything or good things shouldn't come to you you need to acknowledge the pain. And it's good to, to carry out your pain through your story and maybe through your art or your, or your process or whatever. I mean, Adele make millions of dollars because she pushed your pain into an album. True. <laughs> right? But acknowledging so that pain, that's it, hard. But boy. not just, you see, not just acknowledging it, but also doing the work of finding a healthy way to deal with it. Right? And I think that my process just started way after because I, I delved into work immediately mm-hmm. because I, I'm an entrepreneur. If I don't work, I don't eat. And I, I am not as, as supportive as my mother is. I am not in a privileged situation where I could just rock back and let my mother take care of me. That, first of all, I find that's wickedness, really and truly. As a man, you can't do that. Yeah, dog. I can't nah. be comfortable in a circumstance well, like that. Well, we mind your dog feel. Yeah, yeah, dog. Yeah. And, and, I, and at that point, I would have already been in my late 20s. So really mm-hmm. and truly. Yeah. Right? And my mother helped me a whole lot because remember, I, I talked about the injury. I had to go through a lot of physical therapy. But right? And that kind of thing. So, and it, even, was and even getting, it was to your leg, right? Yeah. And even getting back a car was because of my mother, because of her goodwill, the things she did in life. And somebody, because, of she, because she helped somebody, they in turn helped me. First, it was a, like a big favor my mother did for them that mm. kind of catapulted their whole business into a, a successful run. They, they believed that they owed her that much, that they, they needed to help me so as well. So it's you. because of her, right? So, um, yeah, shout out my mom, though. Like, I get kind of emotional talking shout about this too because, because, like, even though I feel like I try my best. You can't pay back your parents, but I feel like I know she proud of me, but I feel like you gotta pick, give her back something to say thank Yeah, you. dog. I feel like I feel like she's still probably worried about man. I I I I, I wish I I I not a wish. I am working to. I am working to make sure that she doesn't have to worry, because especially with whatever health issues I had last year. But we ain't gonna get into that. Right. So, 
fast forward into full time is the bottom line. Shout out to Marshall's manager. I know you didn't ask this question yet, but I'll just mm. go into it, right? Before I, well, before I shout out to Marshall's manager, actually, shout out to all the mommies out there, Jared, because even my mom, my mom, mommy, if you're watching this, like, shout out to you, like, all the help she helped me over the years to reach where I am, I, would, I wouldn't be anywhere. Straight, that's exactly, that's exactly my, my I know what, you know what kills me, just as a segue, there are people who like to, to say this, start from nothing, and I'm, yeah. This is nothing here, and 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 I doing it out the mud, and really and truly, uh, a lot of a lot of people who I know successful literally is because they living in their parents' house, right? Yeah. So like, loud at now, like be real about. Where I signed up on three generations. I work for me to reach that's, where that's I reached. That's what I'm it. saying, and I'm saying that like I have no problem saying that yeah. because of my mother, I got back a car, not on my own. Fun. You understand what I'm saying? And I tell people who would be ashamed to say that because it sounds like if you didn't get out the mud, now, mm. and I'm like, bro. That sets a precedent for the youth, that a precedent for the youth, for unrealistic expectations that they have to get it on oh, their oh. own, and that's not true for a lot, for most of us. Ninety percent of us did not get it on. A hundred percent of us did, did not, not get it on. About ninety percent. A hundred percent. But so you ever notice how like people do on? It's like people do think the consideration being in three generations are. Work is signing up on to reach where you are, or at least the start where you get. You had to put in the equivalent of work to build on top of that yeah, and try like and maintain that what they acquire so yeah, like even like if you're living in your parents house you still have that house to maintain and extend and get another no facts but the, point is, I mean? but the point is having a house is an amazing start true you can't take away from that having a house is an you amazing cannot. start that is not a common start no it isn't <laughs> that's what i'm saying so when people if a person is in a situation like that where, where their parents left a house for them I don't think you should be out here saying, yeah, well, I out here, I out here again. It's on my own now. Nobody never helped me. Like, don't, don't do that. Mm -mm. I, I understand how it sounds. It sounds like you... It sounds macho. It sounds like you overcome the uh, um, more than average adversity and you are a strong person and you are, and you are above average and you're special and thing. But no, dog. If your parents left a house for, for you, you, do not tell anybody. You nobody had a better never start you. than 90. Don't tell anybody that. 90% don't, don't say, of don't us. Don't say that, though. <laughs> do not say that. Anyway, yeah. Um, still going to full-time. Well, we, we need to reach full-time. We need to reach full-time at some point. <laughs> yeah, we need to reach full-time at some point. We um, right. So, fast forward. Right. Um, after I started to do work, I I, I did a video. Right. Oh, don't forget that I shout out um, Marshall manager. Correct, Marshall manager. Chair for linking me to do a video for Miss Lauren Hill. And you need to, that's what she she says to call her Miss Lauren Hill, by the way. Can't just be saying Lauren Hill. So shout Lauren out to Hill. she and shout out to Miss Lauren Hill. And uh, thanks to the links I made through Destra, mm -hmm. um, one of her one of her um, friends, colleagues, linked me with a video. It linked me with ed an editing job for for an artist named Monday Justice. Um, and good a, a saxophone player i forget his name I, I, the, I, his name will come back to me mm -hmm. and snoop dog right you understand what i'm saying so natty royal is the name natty royal yeah and shout out to snoop dog now, again uh, so the, f the fact is is that the snoop was in the video and um they had to the team had to approve it so it's not a, it's not like snoop dog contact me to do a video <laughs> let me don't hype it like that right <laughs> but the bottom line is i did a video right and snoop dog and the team had to approve it. So, hey, I don't have a video Snoop Dogg. Bottom line, right? And um, after I did all of that, I said, Jared, I'm older. I don't want to live with any regrets. Mm -hmm. I need to follow my dream right now. Mm -hmm. So after the pandemic, 
and everything happened. I said, this this place that I'm this place that I'm I'm in right now, mm-hmm. um, kind of just popped up on the market randomly. I was looking at it for four years prior. Mm. I was like, I don't even mean to come here, so whatever. And it popped up, right. and I was like, I'm coming here because here I can live and do studio work, mm-hmm. and the you know. And I, I, I thankfully the owners allowed me. So okay, well yeah, you could you could do your thing. And I was like, you see that? You see what's going on here? I need to start this full time thing because the full time name was established before. Just with a random conversation with a couple of my friends, I was like, what do we, what do I call something? Why I want to make a network of content? Yeah, there's something I want to do full time. That's it. That's it. Think about how proud people feel when they say. Yeah, we're doing X full-time. We're doing Y full-time. Full time. I follow my dream full-time. It's it just is natural. Full-time. And it rules of the tongue. Full-time. So, I just followed my own advice. Because I remember doing a, a panel talk where somebody was asking, how do you start your dream and form a team? Mm-hmm. And this guy gave this elaborate answer about getting a lawyer and finding a, 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 a graphic artist and this and that. Of course, all these people need to be paid. Mm-hmm. And my answer was, so for the people who can't afford that, <laughs> you probably should just express your dream and perform tasks to scale on social media. And you would see that people who believe in you and have similar vision might reach out to collaborate. And you might form deep friendships because of that. And I took my own advice finally and I said, hey, I want to do a podcast, and I, but I also want to form a network, kind of like a Trini Netflix. Mm-hmm. And then three people reached out to me, Darren Jacobs, yeah, who actually was on my podcast? Mm-hmm. Malika Ali. Now, I knew Malika for a while back, but we it was not like if we were the best of friends. Mm-hmm. She messaged me on every possible platform. Instagram, mm-hmm. Facebook, <laughs> Facebook Messenger, TikTok, everywhere. She messaged me everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And then, shout out to Natalia Rupert, who... Um, she d- was on the podcast, and when I told her about it, she jumped at it. And then, what really crystallized it, because mm-hmm. I wasn't really sure if I would do it, is that Monique Hills, shout out Monique Hills. I replied to one of her shout videos. Out something, Mo. I replied to one of her videos with one of my videos, and apparently it caught her attention, mm-hmm. and she reacted to it. And then we just ended up talking. Well, I slide in Monique DM. Well, thank God she didn't think I was some kind of artist man or something. So shout out Monique for giving me a shot. Yo, shout out Monique and the something Mo show, I think, on yeah. season two right yeah, now. Yeah, we're coming up in season Bruh. two. Yeah. Big shout out to you, Mo. So, and then we ended up having a meeting, mm-hmm. right? Again, shout out for Green for the meeting. Right, because I, 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 and I mean, fellas online could be creeps though. True. Right. Very true. So I made sure it was in a public place, mm-hmm. and you know, uh, say we let's go for lunch. Shout and out to you to being a gentleman. Right. Well, yeah, you, you had, you have to be dog. You have to navigate your, your circumstances, and, and of course, it's also who I am. It's not a facade. Mm-hmm. Right. I made sure I was close to her home, and thing, thing, thing. And we had a good meeting, and you know. She, we came to an understanding, and we said, okay, we will proceed forward together, and then. Coincidentally, Shay and I—I'm I, gonna be real. I can't even remember why I reached out to Shay in the first place. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but he was doing a, a podcast with with um, Junior Lee. Shout out Junior Lee. Shout out the test podcast. Right, the test. Correct, it was the test podcast. Yeah. And I, I, I thought that what they were doing in the test podcast was good. What, from whatever Phenomenal. form it was taken, I thought it was great, right? It was really and at great. the time, I was also doing something during the pandemic called For His Law, right? Mm-hmm. Where it was me, Taja, and whoever else came into life. Because mm-hmm. at that point, Instagram allowed four people to go in alive. That's why we call it For His Law. Right. And that name, <laughs> I'll explain that name another time. And um, I would say, Shay, you know, I want to continue this for us. What's going on with the test? And he's like, well, you know, we 
um, Javel Pivotin from the test podcast, mm-hmm. right? Like, well, hey, if you don't mind, I find your energy is good, man. How Javel described she, right? Big up to she that Javel used to say that anytime I did not feel like doing the podcast, she would be the one to say, nah, bro, let me do the podcast. And I was like, that's the kind of energy I would need around me. And when Fact. I he was like, yeah. Big shout out to right? Shea. Big shout out to Shea. She was actually the first guest on the video segment of uh, the... South Central Podcast. Yep, well, yeah. He, right, was, he right. was a big shout out to Mahomi Shea. Right. And um, I eventually asked um, one other person to join the team, um, mm-hmm. Brendan, um, Brendan Alexi. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's how the team was formed. And I don't want to lie. I am... Um, at, th- at that point in my life, I wouldn't want to say I was isolated, right? Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I was doing everything I wanted to do on my own. Mm-hmm. I have no clue why these people agreed to be part of this team, but they all did with little to no kind of resistance. I didn't have to give no amazing spiel as to why I should join. They just believed in what I could do. And the, and the last member was somebody who reached out to me um, via TikTok. And that was Risa Samuel. Mm-hmm. Big up, Risa's pieces. Big up, Risa. Because Risa came to me as a kind of... She appeared very reserved. Risa? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> yes, Risa, reserved. And Risa is one of the most talented and... Big personality, really vibrant personality ever, right? They want Risa <laughs> and, and they are hundred Risa. Really? Yeah, nah, but Risa and I bonded in a big way, but like, like I really appreciate, I appreciate everyone's friendship mm-hmm. because at, at different phases, us working together, I would have bonded with people and really understood who they were. And to be honest, Risa was one of the first I really bonded with because, mm-hmm. um, don't get me wrong, um, you know, I did the first of videos with, with Monique. Mm-hmm. And of course, me and Monique, you know, connect, but, uh, but it was more on our work level, but we had always had chemistry, right? Right. But, you know, Risa and I, when we, when we met, we, 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 we bonded up because we weren't doing work together. Mm-hmm. We weren't doing work together yet. She was part of the team, yes, but we weren't really working on anything yet. And we just realized we had more in common and then the bonds with everybody started to, to grow and I really appreciate these guys. There's a bit of a ramble there because I'm trying to make sure everybody understand that I value them on the same level, right? Like I really value this everybody. And I mean and I, and I wouldn't even and I I don't even want to say that I'm the the leader of the team. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even want to use that term because everybody all of them are leaders in their own right. But I would say that the fact that they trust the vision that I have and they would take their brands that they've worked on and put it in my hands. They, they, they really made me feel like I was worth, like my self-worth would have to see it actualized. Not even any way that I wanted to yet because I didn't execute my full plan yet, eh? but make no mistake. I went through, uh, I guess a personal, I don't want to say crisis, I went through some very personal that kind of hindered me, mm-hmm. but I, I needed to go through that and I'm, kind of moving past it now but they really they they really even if it's just a year they really are my biggest inspirations right now and um it's something different to have a team really behind you like a solid team eh? it's 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 more than artist but it's really i know people like to throw around the word family and stuff like that but i'm telling you that 
when we are around each other, when we go out or pe and people see us, they, they feel it. Because they all say, hey, boy, I really want to, I want to join full-time, but I want to work with full-time. Monique always brings up a, a, a situation where she, one of her guests, shout out Kareem Garrick, he came to the studio a day to do his interview and when he left, he, was, he couldn't stop talking about how inspired he was just being around us. Mm -hmm. And to be in it is inspirational. And I and I and I and I'm going and I know that I, if I take all these resources and pour it into myself, I'll probably reach Alpha. But it's not about me just making money or reaching far. It's about showing that community and togetherness and mm. moving as a unit is the way. Because it's real individualism now. Eh? Mm -hmm. People will cut people through to to, to, to make go it. to make it. And that's not the way. It's the, about the team making it. Look at and don't, don't make no mistake. Eh? Mm -hmm. That works. The cutthroat, undercutting. We've seen it work. It works. And this whole talk about, nah, down the line, it go think, no. In this world, that a lot of, when, especially in our world where people do not call out the kind of behavior, no, they will, they will not pay for it down the line. They will succeed more. That's the reality, right? True. My goal is to rehumanize the experience of life and to show that we need each other, dog. And a team of young people who band together, who ex because people within the team, even though everybody in the team might be as open as everybody, mm -hmm. but there are people in the team who would have been extremely vulnerable and share their deepest fears and their deepest dreams and their desires and things. And it's like, this is this is real. It's not it's not just we coming together to make videos and take some pictures and and then go back home and not talk. Like it's real. And that is what we need to foster in the creative mm -hmm. industry. That vulnerability and that notion that we can succeed together and we can make changes together. You know what I mean? Like everybody valuable. And everybody is and every life is valuable, dog. Everybody's contribution could be valuable. And that is the ethos of full-time. And that's how we are where we are. So that leader thing and this, you know, don't get me wrong. It, they did a birthday video for me that, that, that I look at every time I feel down. Mm -hmm. Where they would say, yo, we are, the caption was, thank you for following your dreams so that we could follow our dreams. And it's, it's, it's I feel it's Monique right it, big man thing. <laughs> <laughs> but regardless of, that's clearly how everybody made me feel in the video right so yeah big respect to the team bro nice shout out this the full time year, team my G. And this year this year we coming for we coming for them yeah for sure. facts there's not only this year this year and for the years to come no absolutely absolutely but, but they know, this year they go know, this year is when they go know us prepare to be sick of us that's, that's what I'm trying to say for sure I can't wait to see what you are come with my G. yeah no it's it will it's a process but we will feel it. I wish I could. I wish we could. Be, I sure we could sit on your hands off even more. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And I didn't want to. I didn't want to. No, 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 no. Nah, I did not. Honestly, honestly, you have me. I locked in right now, bro. I, I really appreciate where I locked in because you see, with what you doing with full time, with what you doing with full time right now, you at least from what I seen, you're not seeing anybody even having an umbrella creatives that you could first realize the kind of effort work 
this you have a studio but people come and record and express themselves fully dread this is a extremely good accomplishment you're looking to change and revolutionize the creative industry in of itself yeah well in, in, in we'll get there i am a the kind of person i am i i I probably don't give myself enough props. I actually shout out Natalia. <laughs> she was telling me that just yesterday. She said, you don't give yourself enough credit for your ability to visualize things. Mm-hmm. She said, "She said I don't give myself enough credit as a visionary. And it, it feels uncomfortable for me to even say it because it's like, I, I, I imposter syndrome, I have it bad. I have, I have it bad. But listen, my goal within the next few months, mm-hmm. no joke, from now to December, not in few months, my goal in December is I will... If I had to meditate every day, I need to get rid of this. I need but to acknowledge. What helped you improve on the imposter syndrome? No? Um, so my first philosophy is perf- is done is better than perfect. Mm-hmm. What I mean is that, okay, Jimmy, you need to get things done rather than keep going back and finding an error. Finding a, not even an error, sorry. Finding a flaw that only I see as a flaw. Because... My f- the, fa- the favorite thing for my friends to tell me is, well, Jamil, you might find it bad by telling you it good. That they tell me that all the time. I, would, I uh, could always go back to that video I edit and I'd find something I need to change. I correct. Find something I need correct. To, and correct. I'll almost never get done if I keep doing that. Correct. So the first thing to deal with imposter syndrome for me is mm-hmm. perfect. Done is better than perfect. You're doing something, try to get done. Try to get finished and put it out regardless of how you think it is. Put it out. If you are afraid of reactions that comes from a place of insecurity, and you have to acknowledge that, that your video could be objectively good mm-hmm. and at the very worst acceptable, so st- industry standard acceptable, and you might still think it's bad, and you have to understand that that's just insecurity. That is not you being objective. So you have to call yourself out on that. Hey, self, right now, you're not being objective. You're just being insecure about a reaction you fear may come. A negative reaction. And that, of course, mm-hmm. then leads me to my next point. Lock into the positive feedback first. Don't get me wrong. You will know proper feedback from dosage feedback. Three, four, five emojis, that's not real feedback. Hey, Jamil, I really like this video. It's positive reaction. Jamil, yo, bro, I find your video. In our, in our face-to-face, I find your video made me feel a particular way. Well done, bro. That. You, you, you will more than likely get more of that than somebody saying, mean like this. But then insecurities will make you focus on that. That mean like this. Rather than somebody who you care about literally telling you, dog, this real good. Or some random stranger telling you, dog, this real good. I experienced that at least. Everybody does it. Bruh, everybody does somebody it. Somebody earlier episodes, like when we was just shocking, we forget my, my new mic something. When we, like, even we had Taddy episode on, because you know when it is, you didn't have a cheaper equipment. How, how it is, you post-production, trying to edit everything. Mm. And sometimes your audio might be a little bit not as clear as you wanted, and you're studying now, and you're studying the one person who tell you about the audio. Correct. And not the ten people who tell you, they just laugh at the clip with you and Taddy. Correct. Mm-hmm. So it is be like, yep. I understand where you're coming yep. from, my G. So there's that, and then finally, you have to, Tell yourself that you're good. You, you just have to. That might sound like overconfidence and ego, but I believe you can tell yourself that you're good and you can also tell yourself, I am going to continue to work in order to maintain the standard I've set for myself and recognize that, hey, you deserve the positive outcomes that would reach you by maintaining the standard. So that's really about it. That's the best formula I can give you for 
I have in no way, shape, or form mastered it. <laughs> I but I'm but I'm telling you that's the formula that I see. Sometimes you just feel like you don't deserve it. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah. No, you telling me I'm accomplished. <laughs> and I'm like, where? I'm literally sitting on you. You telling me, yo, you are you are accomplished, and I am sitting here saying where. <laughs> <laughs> in my head is like, what are you talking about, dog? <laughs> no, okay, well, how is it? I think we cut there. We still there. We still there. Now we still we still on we still on. So how it is it feel about even performing like stand up now? Cause you had your oh, first performer. Yeah. Oh my days. Who call him, my boy? I lay my ringtone. I give him away my age. Kada Um, boy. Cause you did perform stand up, and yeah. I did perish during your set. <laughs> yeah. Um, honestly, boy, big to big. Oh wait, hold on, sorry. Huh? I did. Oh shoot! I shouldn't probably not have said that. My bad. Why well, the joke, bro? Really and truly, <laughs> come on, bro. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna say I'll never do stand up again, but yeah. I, I, knowing me, I'll probably come with our next routine. I enjoyed your set, my G. I find it I, as well. No, I appreciate. I appreciate that, right? So I think, uh, <laughs> I think that I, I like. So satire is where I live, mm-hmm. right? I like parodies. I like. I am more comfortable in the in the film space. Mm-hmm. I, I know I could do a real sick, funny video in the film space. Mm-hmm. But um, it's because I'm, it's because I'm in like all it make me do stand up every minute is is shit. Right, Jimmy, you should try stand up, then run. But you'll be real good at stand up, Kwame. Yeah, boy, you should try stand up. Like all all the fellas is who make me try stand up. I got to, to see you. I got to see you. Shout out to you. So I'm taking the chain up, right? And I wrote a set. It's probably arguably like that's the next problem. I write a set. The set was long. Mm-hmm. You know why I write a long set? Because that whole that whole time I'm thinking. But I remember how Chappelle's show set was, where it was like this long mm-hmm. story, and it went to the end. And I wanted to do that, and I probably overstepped my bounds. Say 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 what it goes. I don't think you overstepped though. Well, the thing and in, well, the next thing, the next important thing to yeah, remember is that, um, like. The venue wasn't the greatest. It wasn't. Right. So that's what I tell you. Like, if you get, I do. I do think if I got uh, a venue where people pay like attention, stages, yeah, I probably would have. I, I would probably would have killed it. Right. I probably would have killed it. No doubt. But it is what it is. It and, is. And I also recognize that there are certain types of jokes that mm. do better. That's not necessarily my style. Like I now go on open issue talking about well hey well my tooth real small no disrespect Bruh, I, uh, I no disrespect no I no no that a fellow who make a a, a tooty routine it's have people who could it, do it it, was not, it doesn't it wasn't by no means bad Trust I'm me, just saying Gabriel it's not could me. go on stage and right. talk about that for half an hour and, and it will be funny and it will be fire but that is just that is a little bit out of my jurisdiction it's not even awkward it's just that I, I real big on legacy now mm-hmm. right and I think that if I make people laugh It'll be because it, it'll be because the joke hit them and they'd be like, oh, oh my god, rather than going for a, a, a shot that would just be, oh my totally small character, because that is funny. Mm-hmm. It is. It just it's, it's all the gate you totally small. That is funny. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I feel like I want to be able to craft a joke that will make you really say, oh. Like one of my jokes was, um, one of my jokes was, bro, I, I, I think I'm trying to be a better person because so, some girls told me that I treat them like a girlfriend and then do one no relationship. So one night, this girl came over and of course she had to spend the night because we were talking about our finances, right? Mm-hmm. And um, she's very into physical education. So we were talking about PE, uh, NIS, right? We were talking about NIS. And you had to catch that because if she's into physical education, mm-hmm. so we were talking about PE, physical right. education, NIS, because we were talking about my finances, but really I just saying we had sex. 
That's what. That's what. That's, okay, that's my point. Okay, that's, okay, my, that's okay, my point. Okay, okay. That's yeah, my that point. actually, that actually, that actually right. bad. That actually bad. But but it's something that you had to catch. Yeah, you had it really. So I, I, was like, catch, I was like, that's what I'm saying. Oh, even on it, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Is, is uh, that that is how I want to craft a joke. That's exactly how it hit. Even when I was listening to it when he was on stage. And again, in presence, I was like, well, you know. You know, she was, we was, we was, um, you know, we had to be naked because, of course, we can't discuss finances with clothes on, obviously. So we were, we were, you know, we were talking about how she's really active and in school she likes physical education. So we were talking about PE, NIS, right? We were talking about <laughs> NIS because I was real back on my taxes. And naturally, like, way up, it's really penis, but. It, but you see, with you and also, even with daddy livery, right? You wouldn't get the, you wouldn't get the laugh. Your laugh would come delayed. That, and that's that I have no problem with that. Right. I want the joke to sink. Right. It's like does someone pee and I <gasps> <He's> <gasps> yeah, 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 yeah. I don't mind that. And that was just one of the jokes that would have taken a while to reach. But again, that 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 is how my sketches work as well. Mm-hmm. Like for instance, in one of my sketches, um, I said um the I was talking about I was doing a parody about grass, mm-hmm. right? Because, you know, it had a big racist explosion at time. Grass a la grass was the name of this party. I was cooking grass, basically. And I said, and I said, guys, um, well, the butter we're using specifically is sunflower and a chuckle, right? But if you deep it, it's usually, it was mostly people who were upset that UNC lost the elex- election, right? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> UNC symbols is the rising sun. Sunflower butter. That's the link. But not everybody going to pick up on that. Which is fine. Which which is fine. Because I want my work to be critiqued in depth so that you will pick up and say, wish, this is what he meant. This is what he meant. Like a Lupe album. I want you to think, even though you're getting the entertainment, I still want my entertainment to make you think. When I said you need to slice the grass evenly so it's the same on both sides, that's not how racism works. Racism is never the same on both sides. But as he kicks anything, I even had a light bulb in um in in my list of ingredients, it was a light bulb right there because everybody's complaining about where the LED bulbs and it's an LED bulb right on the counter and people didn't even see it. But that's the whole point with how I tell stories. Mm. You get to go back and discover something new. So again, in my stand-up, I would like say P-E, album? I would say P E N I S, and it'll be like, then was talking about P E and N I. Wait, you know what uh, I mean? <laughs> so, which is fine, and maybe that might not work in Trinidad. Who knows? I don't think it may not work. I just think it depends on the crowd. Because, okay, if you tell that to, like, a, a Vala audience who eating and it's a blender going off and it's a pato like, going on, yeah, going on. Yeah, they catch it because Exactly. Right. But if you tell that to a crowd who locking in onto you and your words on the stage and your delivery. Because when we are saying in Olympus, I seen you on the stage, but I'm not a part of that crowd that going on anywhere. I lock in like I lock into a theater performance. So when I watch in there, I'm like, bruh, you are good, my G. I appreciate that. You're real gassing, man. I appreciate I don't gas in there. you, you are good. But you're going, for the, for the average person to really catch where it is you're on, they would not catch it in a current environment. It had to be theater, though. It had to be somewhere where you're lucky to that story you're telling. Fair enough. All right. I like for me, I don't know, you, do you know um, Ali Siddiq, the comedian? 
No, nah, not familiar. I would like if you get a chance, you could check out his um specials, Domino Effect One and Two. Oh no, 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 bro! I told you about somebody locally. Yeah, I know, I know where you talk. <laughs> you know who I, I know. Talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I, my mind went dead. Yeah, I know. Yeah, where you talk, but Ali Sadiq. If I could like, I want. I just re- I really admire these storytellers like Paul King Douglas, mm. Richard Pryor. Like, yeah, Paul King Douglas, Richard Pryor. I would say. Bernie Mac to an extent, but he does still uh, these are a little bit more different. But like, especially Ali or like yeah. Joey Diaz, like yeah. how they does tell stories. Like Ali would be on stage, he'd be telling a story. He would have his punchlines, but he could even draw out. Is the first time like in Domino Effect too. He could be bring the audience almost to tears. Mm. Like the emotion, he himself break down on the stage and show that vulnerability mm-hmm. of explaining a situation, and he wasn't it his sister. And then, like, it was so masterful. He come with a punchline right in the midst of dead silence and had the crowd laughing. And yeah. That, that, uh, that level of mm. storytelling to and, and, you need, and you need people to pay attention yes. in order to get that effect. Exactly. Because you can't get that dead silence unless... You yeah. can't. You can't do that in a crowd. Yeah, so, like, how I does perform? Bruh, I yeah. love that type of comedy, my G. Yeah. Y'all, thank you very much for tuning into this episode of the Salt and Jump Podcast. This has been episode number 14, and I'm here with Jay Revolution. I'll give a round of applause to Jay one more time for coming on. I wonder if I have a clap sound effect on this, boy. Y'all, thank you very much for having Jay, thank you very much for having me on the show, my G. Really? No, are you, I don't, you, you know, I'm not having you on the show. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, put us in. Hey, leave this in, man. We have to. Thank you for being on the show, man. I really yeah, appreciate yeah. the support to the platform. And yeah, absolutely, bro. Anytime, anytime, even if it's not me, anytime you feel like you want to, if you want to, if you have a situation where you need a place, bro, yeah. always, you can come through, bro. Thank you, man. Thank you. I appreciate the extent of the offer, my dog. And to everybody on the full-time team, y'all, great, great, great work you're putting on. This has been the 14th episode of the South Central Podcast. I am your host, Ron Austin. Make sure to follow J Revolution on all the social media as well as full-time. Follow my boy Malik in the back, a legend in of himself. Oh, Malik, see you Now, part, part of the full-time team too. So, oh, yeah, just uh, Malik is part of the team too. Exactly. So, y'all, thank you very much. And this has been another episode. I'll see y'all later. We out.